a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever snore so loud it registered as an earthquake or you woke up with a throat as dry as the Sahara Desert and a headache that could stop a locomotive? Well, I've had all of these because I have sleep apnea. Hi, I'm Scott Mitchell. Yep, I wear a machine plugged into a wall attached to a hose every night. Sound Sleep Medical changed all of this for me, and they can do that for you. They specialize in providing oral appliance therapy for individuals suffering from sleep disorders. In many cases, oral appliances have proven to be as effective as CPAP machines in treating sleep apnea. The lack of sleep is a serious health risk and has been linked to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and even depression. The oral appliance I got from Sound Sleep Medical has freed me from a hose. I can go anywhere, and I've never slept better. Call Sound Sleep Medical today. Seriously, for a limited time, the first 25 people that call get a free consultation worth 200 bucks. Call 801-783-5451. It's 801-783-5451. Hello, I'm Jim Bennett. I'm Abby Bennett. And this is Dinner Table Politics, Complete Exoneration Edition. Are you excited? I'm excited. Complete exoneration. Complete and total exoneration. DTP colon CEE. Complete CEE. Exoneration Edition. Okay, there you go. You know, there was a study of Trump's vocabulary that said he only uses two-syllable words, one or two-syllable words. And exoneration is a four-syllable word. It's brought his average up to three. It's just brought his average up to almost four because that's the only word he's been using for the past few days. It's like when you repeat a word over and over, or like you read a word and then it stops making sense to you, kind of. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Like you said a word over and over and then you're like, this isn't a real word. That's right. It starts to sound really funny and strange. Well, that doesn't seem to have happened to Donald Trump because it's a word he keeps using. And frankly, it's a word I think he's largely justified in using, despite all of the criticism. Maxine Waters. Did you see Maxine? Wait, so this is about the Mueller report? Mueller report. Oh, there's an E in it. Yes, I know. We we looked this up once. What? That's dumb. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm angry. That's all right. are, are you angry about the report? Are you angry that Trump has been exonerated? I'm angry about that it's not pronounced Mueller. Well. Whatever. I apologize for that. Well, getting past your anger over the pronunciation, how do you feel about the report? Meh. It, there's <laughs> nothing in it. It's dumb. <laughs> well, there are so many people who... I, I just don't understand how someone can work on this for two years and then come out with the thing that says, I don't know, basically. Right. It could be, it couldn't be. Well, there are so many people that are trying very hard to cling to whatever scraps of information they can to say, oh, this isn't over, oh, this isn't a big deal. Maxine Waters says, oh, this doesn't put an end to anything. The House is going to investigate this even further, and we're just going to keep going until we get the answer we want. And there are plenty of people who say this isn't really an exoneration because... 
It says that he still might have obstructed justice and he just doesn't have a case to bring for that and all this kind of stuff. But the reality is that if you give a prosecutor $30 million in two years and complete latitude to do whatever they want and they can't come back with something more substantive than this. What was the money spent on? Well, the money was spent on 45 FBI agents combing through in Trump's entire life. The money was spent on anything and everything. He had Snacks. an unlimited budget. Snacks. A private jet. Private jet. I bet a private jet's in there somewhere. Uh. I don't know about snacks. I don't know how much the snacks cost. I bet there were some pricey snacks in there. There might have been a few pricey snacks. But the point of them is that you don't want to go through an investigation like that when you're a prosecutor and come back empty-handed. It's like in Clue, you don't want to accuse someone unless you know that they did it, you know? There you go. Or else it's... Wait, does anything happen in Clue if you accuse... Uh, and I think, you get yes. it wrong? No, no, if you accuse and you get it wrong, you're out of the game. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, my metaphor was, was good. I'm not sure if American jurisprudence works off of clue rules. It might. I don't think it does. It was Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago with the crowbar. Ooh, that sounds gruesome. I've always wondered, because of Donald Trump's mafia connections, if he's ever ordered a hit on anybody. Do you think he has? Yeah. Yes? No? Do you think he has? Yeah. I think that's happened? All right. Well, we could get in trouble for saying that. We don't have any evidence. I mean, there I don't know. Well, he spent a lot of time in Atlantic City, and he did work with mob bosses to get cement for his construction projects. So I don't think it's too far out of there, but it's complete speculation. And I don't want anybody listening to this podcast saying that we've accused him of anything. We don't know anything. And the, he's he been could, completely exonerated. He could have encased someone's feet in cement and thrown them in the river. We don't know. Well, we just don't. We just don't have the evidence. But that's kind of where we are with the Mueller report. Is that if he had something, we would have heard about it by now. Because there are some people who say, "Well, we haven't seen the full report, so clearly there must be something in there." But the reality is, if there were anything in there that would be of any use to prosecutors or to Democrats, we would have heard about it by now. Who st- when did this get started? I forgot like when Mueller got sent off to do his work or whatever. Who auth- who was giving him the money? Like I don't I just don't remember it. Well, he was hired ago. he was hired by the deputy almost 2 years ago by the deputy attorney general Rod Rosenstein and he was given a mandate to determine whether or not President Trump colluded with the Russian government to uh, to influence the election. Now, we know, for instance, that the Russian government tried to influence the election and tried to influence the election in Donald Trump's favor. Uh, We also know that most of their efforts were really kind of weak and stupid and involved Facebook bots that created events that nobody went to. (laughs) I mean, the reality is that whether Donald Trump colluded or not, and according to the report, not is the right answer, um... Russian efforts really didn't have much of an impact. They really didn't alter the election one way or the other. And the Some w- pro-Trump guy, though, was like, I'm making so many new friends on Facebook lately. They all seem so friendly. Now, our grasp on English isn't great, but... <laughs> well, they, they actually did. They, they organized events, like campaign events, that were in poor English. And like one or two people went to them every once in a while. They've done some interviews with some of these people who actually went to these Russian bot events. And they're not really the brightest bulbs in the drawer. And they were like, eh, 
it there weren't many people there. The snacks were okay though. Yeah, snacks. It's all it all comes down to the snacks for you. I, think. I don't know. I I on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. I'll I'll get like requests from bots sometimes. They're not like Trump bots, you know, but like Russian bots that are like, "Hey baby, click on link in profile to see." And I'm like, "What? Who made you? Where are you coming from? And what about my?" Like, demographic makes you think that I want to click on your profile link. Do you get them? Because I get these kind of, these, these from like, they're clearly, you know, 20-year-old girls yeah, who really want to meet me. Yeah. No, I get those too. And I'm the like. The girls? You don't have yeah. boys that want to no, meet you? No, they're always, they're always like, yeah, mo- they clearly stolen model pictures and stuff. Yeah. I just think I'm, I'm a, I just don't understand what their per like who created them? What's their purpose? What do they want from me? They want your data. Yeah, but what I what I They I don't want know. to sell you I, I don't know. But I mean yeah, I get these and I think there is no 20-year-old girl that wants to hang out with a 50-year-old middle-aged guy with five kids, married middle-aged guy with five kids. Hopefully you would think also I don't want to hang out with. And I well I do think that, <laughs> but I also think these aren't real people. These aren't human beings. This is a bot. Right. So, yeah, there's really not a lot of temptation on my part to decide, hey, let me let this bot into my life, <laughs> into my social media profile. Please take my social security number. But the thing is with the election, the the conversation ever since Mueller was given this assignment the conversation has always kind of focused around the idea that Donald Trump is not a legitimately elected president yeah and i think one of the good things about this is i think it removes that cloud from the trump administration why I, why is that a good thing well because i don't think it's helpful to anybody to sit around and say Oh, you cheated. This isn't really. You aren't really president. Okay. You aren't legit. Yeah. I. I it's I, also weird to think that people would say that when he didn't even win the popular vote. Well, but that's one of the reasons they say it. They say he's not really legitimately president. They they used to say that about George W. Bush oh, too. Okay. Uh, I I remember there was a. I I don't suppose you've ever read the cartoon strip Doonesbury. I vaguely remember it. It always creeped me out. Yeah, it's bad. a little creepy. It used to be really cool back in the day. Uh, but after Bush won, there was a whole strip of things of people meeting with him, and they said, "Well, was there any problem?" And they said, "Well, yeah, he's not really president. He didn't win." Uh, they tried very hard to delegitimize Bush's win. I have seen a lot of people pushing for the end of, to the electoral college lately, which is yeah. exciting. I guess I don't know. You're in favor of that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Electoral college is stupid. Why? It's so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's just so dumb, and it. It makes people's votes in, like, Wyoming worth way more than people's votes in California, you know, and... Well, that's... I want to talk a little bit about that. I think we already have. Have we talked about the Electoral College? Yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb and doesn't make sense. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk a little bit more about complete and total exoneration in our complete and total exoneration edition when we get back to our break. trying to think when we talked about the electoral college you you remember this conversation uh, it was a while ago i don't remember because i don't want to get rid of the electoral college it's so dumb we should get rid of it well i the you look at the grand compromise that created our bicameral legislature yeah that same grand compromise ended with black people being three-fifths of a person so well, i that, don't know if that's a great idea that's a different grand compromise hmm I don't know. Are they both called Grand Compromise? I think that was like the Great Compromise. One's great and one's grand. I'm pretty sure that was all part of the same compromise. 
The Constitution is filled with all kinds well, of compromises. It was technically called the Three-Fifths Compromise. Yes, yes. That's a different compromise. Okay, but it was like at the same that's time. That's a bad one. Yeah, I think the compromise between... I think that's between, universally believed to be not a great compromise. Yes, we've come out against that, I think. Dinner table much. politics is anti-Three-Fifths Compromise. Right. But I'm not anti-grand compromise that created one house of Congress that is responsive to the population and one half of Congress that is responsive to states. I don't know, but we always go back to the idea that this was at the same time that people wanted only rich, white, male landowners to be able to vote. Well, They didn't sure. think that the general populace was going to all have the right to vote. So it just, it just doesn't hold up anymore. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I think Elizabeth Warren's pushing to get rid of it. I think she's one of them, and there, there are several. It always comes up. I don't ever think it's going to happen. I think it would require too much heavy lifting to convince the public to do something that they don't really understand, and I think inertia works very well on its side. It may, I'm, that, that may change. I don't know. Anyways, we're talking about the Mueller investigation. We're talking about the Mueller investigation, and and I'm, I think one of the things that's that's most compelling about it is that you have to now accept, essentially, that Donald Trump won the presidency fair and square, according to the rules. Okay. Uh, you can say, okay, well, he didn't win the popular vote, and okay, he's he. I hate him. And both of those things are true for a lot of people. I certainly don't like President Trump. I'm not saying that the fact that he was legitimately elected president means he's a good president or even yeah. a good man. Yeah. But I, I don't think it helps the republic at large, to continue to cast aspersions on the President of the United States as saying he cheated his way into office, he's not really legitimate. Okay, so then what should they direct their energy energy towards? I think they need to direct their energy towards opposing him politically. I, I think it's, okay, yeah, this is our opponent. We don't like him, but he's who he's the President, he's the guy we have to fight. So let's actually fight him. Instead of trying to get him disqualified on a technicality, Let's fight him in the I court still, of opinion. The Mueller report, just, I still don't get it. What it, don't you get? It literally just says, um, we don't know that he did it. Then No, like, it doesn't what? say that. It says with regard it to... It says it doesn't completely prove that he's... like in it, I don't know. It doesn't prove that he did anything, but it doesn't prove that he didn't do anything. Well, first of so all... So what did they find? Just like a bunch of... Like grocery lists? I'm so confused. Well, first of all, the Mueller investigation was actually extraordinarily... Uh, productive in terms of the amount of indictments that it got of people lower down on the list. Uh, there are plenty of people who are now in jail as a result of the Mueller investigation. Uh, the, collateral damage. Collateral damage. But but what it did say, I mean, it's impossible to prove that Donald Trump did not collude because it's not possible to prove a negative. It's like peeing on a pregnancy stick and instead of like two bars or one bar coming up, it's just a question mark. No, it's not like that at all. Why? Uh, because there's no evidence whatsoever that he colluded with Russia. And on that score, he really was completely exonerated. Where they say that there's still room for debate or wiggle room is in process crimes, is in the idea that he obstructed the investigation once the investigation began. Oh, okay. And I think you could probably... There's, there's a great deal, I think, of evidence... Uh, people focus on the Comey firing. You know, James Comey, the FBI director. Oh, I forgot about him. It's like a revolving door. I can't keep track of all these people. That's right. Well, Comey, uh, I think, has 
has distinguished himself as being the guy who has been hated intensely by Republicans and Democrats alike. He's brought people together. Yay! Unity! Unity. When Comey was investigating the Clinton email situation, and he did that ridiculous press conference where he said, yeah, Hillary Clinton did all kinds of terrible things wrong and we're not going to charge her with anything, the Democrats were furious and all called on her to called on her, called on him to be fired. And then Trump fired him because he wouldn't agree not to prosecute Michael Flynn. They were in the office together. Do you remember that whole thing? Vaguely. Yeah. So he called Comey into the Oval Office and said, I demand your loyalty. And he said, I'm not, I don't do Take that. Take a knee. Take a knee, essentially. And he said, well, I, uh, I'm going to give you honesty. And he goes, well, I want loyal honesty. I mean, it was really bizarre. I want loyal honesty. And then, according to Comey's notes, Trump said, I really hope you can find your way to avoid prosecuting Michael Flynn. And there are ways to interpret that as obstruction of justice. If only we knew, like, his voice inflections and tone. Right. Well, the thing is, but uh, I really hope you find a way to avoid prosecuting Michael Flynn. Except for it wasn't Comey's responsibility to prosecute. The FBI refers the investigations to the Justice Department, and then the Justice Department makes the determination, although the FBI can make a recommendation. Anyway, so it's, it's all kind of convoluted. And the FBI director serves entirely at the pleasure of the president. And if the president is displeased, the president can fire the FBI director. Yeah. So I think it's very hard to make a case that legally that was obstruction of justice. But that was where a lot of people were hanging their hats. And so the Democrats who were thrilled or who, or who demanded that Comey be fired when he was not helpful to their cause were then furious with the president when he fired him. Because they didn't like the reasons for the for why he was fired. I wanted this, but not not in this particular way. <laughs> not not for this particular purpose. So I mean, you look at the entire Mueller investigation, and there are so many of those. The the thing that I thought might also bear some fruit is the Donald Trump Jr. conversation in Trump Tower. We've talked about that one. Do you remember that? Yeah. So. Yeah, there was a Russian operative who said, I've got dirt on Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump Jr. went, oh, great. And he even sent an email that's like, that come, sounds come great. Come on by. Here's a room key. So he went on by, and it turned out they were just trying to get the Magnitsky Act overturned. And they were trying it was to... A, it was a fake Russian... No, it was a real Russian. Russian bot that was but, like, hello, <laughs> it was I the, want to meet with you. <laughs> you Please send like, cashier check to... Yeah, send an Apple iTunes gift card to... Yeah, well, this whole um, Donald Trump Jr. thing, I thought that that might have some meat to it because he was very clearly meeting with a Russian operative for the purposes of influencing the election and getting dirt on Maybe Hillary Maybe he Clinton. just wanted a friend. He was lonely. Maybe he did. If that were the case, he should have said in his email, I just want a friend, I'm lonely, rather than, that sounds great, I can't wait to see dirt on Hillary Clinton, which oh. is essentially what his email said. But doesn't matter. He's he's off the hook. I don't. I mean, I don't know what else you can do. You've got a prosecutor that says you can't bring charges on that. I suppose you can try to go back and dig up some more dirt. But the danger for the Democrats in this now is that after spending thirty million dollars and spending two years trying to find something and coming up empty, that if they continue to go to that well and draw water from that well 
the voters are going to get kind of disgusted with Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be very helpful. I think this was a very good week for Donald Trump's re-election chances. Which I'm sure excites you oh, to no end. Oh boy, I just I'm feeling nothing but I, I have no one. I have nothing to be excited for in 2020. Yeah, yeah. It's just all garbage, wall to wall. Yeah. It, it, well, I I I hope it isn't, but I get very frustrated. There's a phrase that uh, that used to be an epithet back when I was a political hack that nobody uses anymore. It used to be that, oh, gee, that guy, he's just politics as usual. And that was supposedly a bad thing. I long for politics as usual <laughs> at this point. Because we have entered a realm where we have a president that has affairs with porn stars and pays them off and calls them horse face on Twitter. And we don't bat an eye. It's just the way it is. Well, we just kind of accept it. And there are so many things this president does that violate the basic ideas of decorum and responsibility that we just expect we've expected from all previous 44 presidents yeah and people call millennials entitled and gross like nope no that's not who's leading the charge here what you think you think donald trump is entitled and gross well no i just think he he's the most disrespectful person i've seen on twitter and i follow a lot of weirdos on there so that's true well, so when we get back from our break, I want to talk about ways we can get back to politics as usual. Are you excited? A time machine. <laughs> that would be nice. So when I say politics as usual, what kind of image does that conjure up in your mind? Fire and brimstone. Yeah? Screaming, screaming families. <laughs> so families being burned at the stake. That's, Not necessarily stakes don't have to be involved, but just just burning. Just kind, no, just kind of some kind of uh, stimuli to um, cause screaming, pain, and misery. I don't know. All right. Well, politics as usual probably is miserable, but we, we if we want to go back in time, at least going back in time to the standards that we had as to what we expected from our political leaders, uh, I think the Mueller investigation has made that very difficult to do. Because the Democrats were hoping for a win on technicalities. They were hoping that Trump could be disqualified, hoping that he could be kicked out, and they could sort of waltz in as a result of that. Yeah. And that scenario doesn't really exist anymore. It's just, it's heartbreaking to me to see so many of them say, well, we haven't seen the full report. We need to see the full report. And, well, maybe there's a, an indictment that's going to come out of what's going on in New York. And maybe this lawsuit about the emoluments clause is going to bring them down. I mean, they're still grasping at straws to find any technicality. And that's not going to work. Donald Trump is going to be president until January 2021, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. I always thought that he was probably going to resign because he was bored. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen either. So if that's the case, Democrats now need to gear up and figure out, okay, what is the best way to oppose him? And the instinct, I think, of the Democratic Party right now is to go as far left as they possibly can. Yeah. And I don't think that's a good idea. I'm looking at you, Bernie. Looking at you, Bernie. But Bernie's not the only one. I mean, AOC is sort of driving the agenda at the moment. And you have all of these presidential candidates that have endorsed she's not the Green... Dry. She's, she's a junior House member. No, but she proposed the Green New Deal, and every single one of the, de of the declared Democratic candidates signed on to it and said, this is good. We want okay. to get rid of farting cows. 
and, and all of the nonsense we talked about on the Green New Deal. And if that's the agenda of the Democrats, uh, politics as usual is never coming back. That's not politics as usual. That's way out of bounds. Donald Trump was, I thought, too far out of bounds to be the Republican nominee. I can remember back in 1996 when Pat Buchanan won the New Hampshire primary. And Pat Buchanan was the guy that my father said, you know, I'd always play, who would you vote for? Would you vote for Pat Buchanan or Hillary Clinton? Would you vote for Pat Buchanan or Satan? And it was really the only time dad would vote for Pat Buchanan was if it was Pat Buchanan and Hitler. I didn't ask him about Satan. But <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to, like, you voted for Satan? Well, so who would you vote Pat for? Buchanan? Hitler or Satan? Those are your two choices. It, what's, what's the role they're playing? <laughs> I don't know. But neither one of them is a good choice. I would, I would vote third party if Hitler and Satan were my I would ride in. Yeah, so anyway, uh, but when Pat Buchanan won the New Hampshire primary in 96, all of the pundits assumed still that Bob Dole was going to be the nominee because there's no possible way someone as extreme as Pat Buchanan can win the nomination. There were norms in place. There were just safeguards that everybody realized that whoever's going to get the nomination is somehow going to be mainstream enough to be acceptable to the electorate at large. And that was the instinct in 2016, looking at Donald Trump. There's, yeah. there's no way this guy can get the nomination. Right. And it was amazing to me how many of my friends, even after he had sewn up the nomination, were saying, well, it's going to be a contested convention. They're going to toss him out at convention. Mitt Romney's going to step in and swing in and become the nominee. Yeah. And no, no, we have thrown politics as usual out the window and we've opened the door for all kinds of lunatics. It's like that Simpsons parody. Have you ever seen that? The Amendment to Be? Nope. Oh, anyway. Uh, it, you know, I'm just a bill. Yeah. Well, they do a parody where there's a flag-burning amendment. And as soon as it passes, he says, Doors open, boys! And they open the door and all these crazy amendments start coming through and shooting guns and all kinds of... I, I guess maybe that's too... I, I think... It, it's, it, it hits too close to home now. I, I, we it have, was funny when it was absurd, but now it's it's a possibility. It's absolutely a possibility. And and the Democrats, I think, have responded to this lack of politics as usual by deciding that they don't have to be usual either. And they're openly talking about socialism in a way that's going to turn off a large swath yeah. of the American electorate. Electri- yeah. We talked about the percentage of people who think socialism is a good idea. I don't know. Gallup poll says 13% of Americans like the idea of socialism. Okay. Is that is that higher or lower than normal? Or I don't know if it's higher or lower than normal, but in terms of trying to win a majority of voters, if 13%... Oh, yeah. That's not th- a very good it's percentage a, to appeal to. It's not a very good metric upon which to build a majority. I want to know how they asked that question. Like, they called someone's house and they were like, hey, do you like socialism? And people were either like... Yeah, I love it. Or they were like, what is what is that? Well, I always wonder how they do polls at all anymore. Because it used to be you could only do them on landlines and nobody has landlines yeah. anymore. So you're only pulling really I never, people. I never answer phone calls that I don't know. Really? Because half of them are spam calls. Right. Probably more than half. And if they really need me, they'll leave a voicemail. Half the time the spam calls leave a voicemail anyways. And the voicemails are always like, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I'm a human. You have a credit card debt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, somehow they're doing polling and they're doing it scientifically, and it's a it's a skill that I don't understand anymore. It might be made up. We don't know. It might be. Mueller should investigate. Mueller should investigate. Someone give him sixty million dollars. Double double it this time. Right. I can't imagine any prosecutor that's completely impartial. Well, maybe an alien. Yeah, but if but, anyone knows any alien lawyers, if if tell them we need them. Alien lawyers? Why do we need alien lawyers? Because then they would be completely impartial in doing an investigation. How do you know an alien lawyer would be completely impartial? I don't know. I just I would just assume from like Men in Black and stuff. <laughs> well, they, they seem impartial to you, the aliens. Well, the aliens they, they are didn't, all nuts. They didn't know that like they didn't have any ties to the Republican or Democratic parties. Okay, so this... if they don't like humans in general, that could be an issue because then they might kill us. Yeah, there, there so is that, that should be that should be con- a, a consideration. But it, I'm just spitballing, okay? I'm not. Don't hold me to any of this. <laughs> all right. Well, when we come back, we're going to move on from alien lawyers. We want to talk? Want to sum all this up and, and put it all in perspective? Right. Isn't that what everybody right. wants to do? Yeah. All right. We'll do that in just a moment. All right. So Abby, sum it all up and put it all in perspective. That's that's perfect. See, that's all we had to do. I just... I feel like thing everything's going to be exactly the same except Donald Trump will treat will tweet exonerated more. Right. Like nothing's nothing's going to change. Well, the reality is that you look at the first two years of the Trump administration, and far less has changed in terms of policy than people think. Things, bad things have happened, though. Lots of bad Lots things of have bad happened. Lots of bad things have uh, happened. And I think I think most of the most egregiously awful things that have been beyond the, the border pale have happened at the border. Have been happening with regard to immigration. Still are happening. Except Ann Coulter, who is the Ugh, hardcore right winger. Don't like her. Yeah, your your biggest your your big friend Ann Coulter, uh, who Donald Trump unfollowed in a big ceremony practically because donald trump only follows like 50 people right now we now he follows 49 because he unfollowed ann coulter but ann coulter is saying hey you've built the border wall because trump is saying the border wall is being built and being refurbished yeah and she said can you give me the coordinates uh, latitude and longitude so that i can have a big party right there at any place where you have built any wall whatsoever and the reality is the ins has come back and said we haven't built any wall since Trump has been president. There's been zero wall built. Yeah. I, I mean, so you, you look at what Trump has actually done, and with the exception of you know, the travel ban and separation of families and those kinds of egregiously awful things. Not calling Nazis bad. Not calling Nazis that bad. That was a pretty... That's pretty egregiously Pretty big awful. snafu. Well, no. All of the problems with Trump, to a large degree, have been problems of... Decorum. Yeah. That sounds like a frou-frou word, but this is not the way a president is supposed to behave. These are not the kinds of things that a president says. This is not the way a president conducts himself. In terms of policies that have been enacted, there are very few of them that are outside the bounds of politics as usual. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm hoping for is a huge surge in Joe Biden support and a wave of Biden excitement brings a 78-year-old man with hair plugs into the White House to save us from ourselves. That would not so nothing would change. <laughs> How no, old's Trump? Trump doesn't have Trump Trump is 
He's 70, I think. 72. Okay. 72. Trump's, Trump's very young. Joe Biden is very old. <laughs> very big difference. I don't know. I think it's funny how we always call the Republican Party the party of old white men. And then the front runners of the Democrats are Bernie and Joe Biden. Bernie and Joe Biden. I don't think Joe Biden is really the front runner. I mean, he's the head in, in name recognition, but... But I just don't see the current Democratic Party getting really excited about returning to the days where Joe Biden is the nominee. Because Joe Biden is normal. He's not polarizing. Uh, well, I mean, there are plenty of Republicans who hate him. And Joe Biden has said a number of very stupid things in his Haven't lifetime. Haven't we all, though? Uh, not like Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden talked about when the stock market crashed, President Roosevelt, you know, Theodore Roosevelt went on television to calm everybody down. Except for... Oh, the wrong Roosevelt. Well, not... not, Oh, I just said Theodore. Ha ha, you idiot. I'm so good at history. It doesn't matter because FDR, Franklin Roosevelt, the right Roosevelt, was governor of New York when the stock market crashed. And he didn't go on television. Herbert Hoover was the president. Herbert Hoover was the president. I'm so smart. And television didn't exist. It was in an experimental stage. And there were a few television sets, but he didn't go on television. Kids would sit around the radio. Right. Listen to Little Orphan Annie. Right. I mean, Biden has a number of stupid things like that. That's but not anywhere near. No. I mean, there's nothing. That's just stupid. That's it's just not malicious. Facts. It's not vicious. I mean, it's not calling somebody horse face when you're president of the United States. That's the that's one of his tamer insults, even. Right. Right. Well, well, some of the things. It's just bizarre. And so I find myself less concerned about policy because I don't think that. Uh, uh, President Biden or, or Democrats would give us huge swings in policy. Right. I But I do think they would give us huge swings in decorum. More respect on the global More, scale, maybe. Well, I don't really care about respect on the global scale. No. Oh. I kind of... <laughs> I, I, whenever we would go, like when... Um, you were embarrassed to be an American? Well, yeah. When we were in England and stuff, people would always ask us, so do you love... Tr- like, what's Trump like? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It's his world. I'm just living in it. That's true. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in our world and you're just listening to it, how's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to us on the radio, please subscribe at iTunes or at the KSL Podcast Center. In the meantime, we will set the whole world right and see you again next week. Don't call people horse face. That's right. Unless you're talking to a horse. In that case, it would be very accurate. That's correct. In the meantime, I'm Jim Bennett. I'm Abby Bennett. See you next time on Dinner Table Politics. Goodbye.